we're back, you guys. Megan and I are back. Um, if you don't know Megan, she's been on the podcast twice now. Yeah, I think it's been twice. So this will be third time's a charm. Uh, absolutely. And <laughs> Megan is one of my BFFs who I met on Instagram very early on on the Instagram days. We uh, connected over L- Lori Harder's book. I don't even remember the name of it. A Tribe Called Bliss. Yes, that yeah. one. And we were going to read the book together. Yeah, <laughs> have our own little book club. And yeah, I think we read it for like one one week. Yeah, it and just, then, it never transpired. <laughs> like, no. we were, like we had our date and we just immediately clicked. And yeah, the, the book was just a catalyst. Yeah, it was like we needed that to actually connect, but we had so many other things to talk about that we never actually ended up talking about the book. I always brought the book to our calls. I remember sitting in a park one day with my book in <laughs> hand. <laughs> of course you didn't. <laughs> the Virgo who's type A and like <laughs> gotta bring my books to class. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course you didn't. I did, yeah. <laughs> neurotic I love that I love that you just revealed that to me (laughs) oh yeah it was like two months in and I had like my book I like packed it in my car so that I could drive to this park after work and sit on a blanket that I brought with and I was like it's gonna be such a great call but I brought my book with me and we talked about like Reiki the whole time (laughs) that's right yep yeah yeah wild Anyway, now here we are. Here we are. We just hosted our first retreat together two weekends ago. Yeah, I believe two weekends ago. I'm like, I have to physically look at a calendar for that one. But (laughs) time and space is really hard. I have no idea. Maybe three, two, three, two. It might have been three. Yeah. Regardless, it was magic. Mm -hmm. It It was was really good. And this was our first time ever hosting together. And this really started to come into fruition. I would say like the start of this year, we were both talking on a call about what it was that we were really desiring for for that year, for 2022. And what what is it that we wanted to experience? And both of us had said we really wanted to experience, like, of course, community. That's a huge one for each of us. I mean, that's that's why we came together, right? Like, starting <laughs> back to, to the book was wanting to, like, find our tribe, find our community. Um, and really, I think I know personally my theme for this year was, like, coming back home and reclaiming, remembering, like, those parts of me at my soul essence and why it is that I came here, but also to like reconnect with nature, like reconnect with tribe community. Um, yeah. And I know for me personally, like I definitely felt all of that on retreat. So Mm. it's so cool to think back, like, the seeds that we planted at the beginning of this year and what it was that we were desiring to co-create on retreat and reflect on like, wow, yeah, 
all of that happened. On so I know that was a lot of my experience. Like, do you feel that that resonates yeah. for you too? Yeah. And it's so, so for me, retreats are so interesting because I don't always think about how I want them to go. Like it's, I'm more so thinking about the participants, but I always also receive something through the experience. And for me, it was when we were connecting and talking, I realized how much I actually missed missed hosting in-person experiences and having that in-person connection, which is just so much more potent and powerful than the online space. I love the online space. I love, you know, masterminds and one-on-one coaching. And I love all those things so much, but it's also, you don't get the same level of connection. You don't get to feel people the way you get to feel people when you're in person, you don't get the same level of transformation. For me, it feels like something really powerful happens at these retreats. And I hosted two this year, which was really cool to kind of see like what happened at both and like how, um, and I know you've co-hosted multiple this year as well, which is like, you've been on so many different retreats and I think it's so cool to see like the different experiences you get, but I wasn't really thinking about personal, what I was going to get out of this retreat. It wasn't like I really set like, Ooh, this is what I want to receive through this. It's almost like my higher self picks for me in each experience. And so the one before this, what I really received was like going back to some childlike joy and play and feeling that be reignited. And then it was almost like I healed the inner child and the, the, the first one. And then this one was all about magnetism for me personally, and really calling that back, which I thought was really interesting because it's not what I expected or even intended or was like ready for. It just kind of happened. And so, yes, absolutely. It was like, nature like the views at this house I oh my gosh they did not advertise y'all the literally wasn't on the Airbnb when we booked it that the views and I went back and looked at the pictures I was like did I miss the fact that this view is there nope Nope. they didn't advertise it back and looked too it was like no this no this was like a little secret hidden gem that they just happened to leave out that it had panoramic views of the mountains, which is silly. I'm like, no wonder this place was still on the market. And thank God I listen to that little voice. When I see a place of like, it's when I see the house, it's usually like, this is the house you have to book this house. And I can't not. And so it made me so get, I literally, we were like kids when we showed up at this house. Cause we were yeah. like screaming. There was an elevator, which we also did not know. <laughs> And I also got stuck in it within the first five minutes of being <laughs> Megan's panicking on the inside. Well, you weren't really, you were pretty calm about it, but like, you- mom, I was just like, I'm here with all the food in the elevator. <laughs> I think I'm pretty good. <laughs> I'm solid, but I was giggling. I, I, I knew we were going to get you out. Like there was not a doubt in my mind that we just hadn't quite figured the system out yet, but, um, it was a bad friend in that moment. I'm laughing and giggling and recording outside as you're stuck in the elevator. <laughs> I might have done the same. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways. Those yeah. Those, those views were insane. And so like, I feel like we didn't really even anticipate it being the level of incredible it was. And then the sisterhood in the community to me is always so incredible how you can bring together a group of very random individuals. You know, they all connect with 
either of us through social media or the podcast, or, you know, they've all found us in some way or former clients, but to have people come together and open up and be vulnerable and connect and share their experiences. Like to me, there's nothing more magical and potent than that. And then to see everyone leave with a nugget or a transformation, or for me, I don't know (laughs) the magnetism piece. I have like, since the retreat, I can't even tell you the things that have occurred as far as like business goes. I mean, Mm -hmm. I could, I, it like, I feel like I'm actually able to call things in and intend things and like open that magnetism up without the fear. I think I had so much fear before the retreat of calling things in. And it was like, that just kind of evaporated and went away after the retreat. It was like, I don't know. Anyways, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm tangenting, but it was, I mean, and of course I was there. Right. And so I got to watch these aha moments and realizations of like, oh, wow, I really lost touch with my magnetism for these Mm -hmm. reasons. And I really desire to call this back. And yeah, I, it's, it's, it never ceases to amaze me just how, I mean, a lot of times too, when I do go on retreat, um, sometimes for myself, if I, if I am the client or if I'm facilitating, I try to not go in with any sort of expectation, right? It's more like these are intentions, but I'm open to receiving whatever it is that wants to come through. Um, and yeah, you just, there's no words really for the transformation, the growth and the expansion that really happens in an accelerated short period of time. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you, I think a lot of times people think they're going to get more out of like a coaching pro and, and coaching programs I'm here for. I've done a lot of right. them myself. I've been like, I've co-facilitated them. I've facilitated them. There's something really potent about each experience and they're each different, but there is something to be said about physically leaving the energy of the house you live in, your neighborhood, your routines, your normal environment, removing yourself from those energies and putting yourself into a new I mean, and the houses we pick and go to are very expansive, very high vibe in a new location, in a new place with people who have no former conception or like, um, you know, idea of who you are and seeing what comes through during that and seeing the aha moments that come through, it's because you're not in the energy of your everyday mundane routines, the energy that you're currently in, the energy that you've like built into your home, into your routine, into your life, you remove yourself from that. And it allows so much to come through because you're not in this energy of who I currently am. You're able to step into who is my higher self? Who do, who am I becoming? Who I, who do I want to become? And it kind of anchors that energy in because you're in that for a two, three day period, four day period where you're really just, Hey, this is who I'm stepping into. Even if you don't realize and don't set an intention of who that person is, it happens. It's like a natural evolution and experience that happens because you're not in those same energies of your day-to-day life. Right. And 
being the facilitators that we are, that was uh, a huge piece in a lot of like the workshopping that we did, right? Was really connecting these women to their higher selves. And, you know, I led at one point like a shamanic journey, really bringing in like the highest self and I mean, the beautiful workshops that you did too really facilitated that. And it's just, it's so beautiful to see and experience that. And also that was like a huge takeaway for me guys was like, you know, Shelby and I have been friends for quite some time, but I have never been able to be in a physical space or I hadn't been in a physical space where I got to witness my beautiful friend just doing her thing. And like, that was a huge, like, wow, my friends are awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Like my friends are so powerful, so potent and so magical. Um, that was honestly like one of there was so many favorite moments but that was one of my absolute favorites and also getting like Shelby you were saying getting to receive like yes we are facilitating at these events and there's a total give and take because we're also receiving from these events too yeah so while we are facilitating like sacred spaces of growth and expansion and transformation for clients like we're also experiencing that for ourselves. Like we're not leaving the same people that we were when we arrived. Yeah. And that was something that actually the feedback I got. And also thank you for all of that. Like uh, the, the feeling is very mutual and I will go into some of the things that I received from Megan on this retreat. But I think one of the fe- pieces of feedback that I got from the retreat I hosted in Minnesota this year was that the participants really liked that I actually like showed up as a participant as well as a space holder and facilitator. And to me, it almost took away that like feeling of like a, it was one of the things and one of the intentions I've had over the past couple of years is like removing any pedestals within my business of like, Mm -hmm. I'm on this pedestal or I'm higher or I'm farther along. It's like, no, we're all here together and we all have different gifts and we all have different things to bring to the table. And so one of the things that I've really been trying to cultivate in the retreats I go to is like, be a participant, be vulnerable, be open, be one of them. And like, that doesn't mean I need to, that doesn't mean I'm not holding space and holding the container. It just means that like, I'm being a real fucking human being on this journey with other people, instead of like trying to make it seem like I've got all my shit together and it's all perfect and it's all figured out. Cause it's not, no one ever is. No, no. I may have some different skill sets or experiences or things to share, but that doesn't mean that I can't also receive and be a participant. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, gosh. Okay. I I do want to hear some of your favorite moments because. Yeah. Well, okay. So my favorite was the cacao ceremony. I've only, that was my only, that was my second time doing cacao. So Megan led us through a cacao ceremony into soul flow, which is like a embodiment practice essentially. And something about that pairing together was really powerful for me. And I had this moment. Um, I actually don't think I shared at the retreat because I just really didn't want to open up any like trauma bottles at the retreat. And this is, I, 
like I process through it enough where it doesn't feel like there's any charge for me, but I realized it was like dancing and moving and like getting into my body fully and realizing that a big part of the reason I was afraid to be magnetic is that I was afraid I was going to call in someone like this cult leader again, like to come take my magnetism. Cause that is what drew him in, in the first place was like how bright and shiny and magnet magnetic I was and how empowered I was. And it was like, he saw that and he, he came and he found it. It was like to be able to be in that and feel really safe to go there within myself and also feel this like, you know, embodiment of like going into those parts of my body where that were still holding that energy and that fear. And I'd done so much work to like get to a place where there wasn't charge around that. But it was like, I don't think I would have ever had those aha moments and the realization of why I was so afraid of my magnetism. Like I knew I was afraid of the magnet. I was like, literally like, I don't want to be magnetic. I want to be like under the radar. Like no one sees me. And that's kind of how I've been coasting through my business the past couple of years is like people are just word of word of mouth referrals, like, you know, kind of under the radar, which has been great. Like it's, it's amazing that I've been able to sustain a successful business that way, but also like Shelby Rose is not meant to not use my voice and I'm not meant to not, I have a fear of the spotlight and it's also where I have the biggest impact. Right. And so it's like, I had to get to that place and the practice you guided us through allowed me to get to that place where I had this huge aha moment. And I like broke down bawling in the middle of it. Like, you know, it was in the beginning where it was a little slower. She kind of like let us through. It was slower initially. And it was just tears were streaming out of my eyes because I had this moment of like, I'm so afraid to be magnetic. Cause I'm so afraid to call people like I've called them in the past. I mean, my ex and this man and, you know, coaches and healers that like, I didn't understand my magnetism at that point in time. So I didn't understand why I was attracting and what I was attracting. I didn't have any discernment. And so I think it allowed me to say like, yes, you mean you, I was like a child. I was like a baby going into the spiritual world at that point in time. And I didn't know better. And now you have the tools to have this discernment. And then as the songs progressed, they sped up. And I just felt like I was like actually embodying my higher self and able to move and dance and like, be in that energy and just be actually free. Um, I'm going to cry because I don't think I've actually let myself, my higher self and that part of me actually fully feel free Mm -hmm. since everything happened, like really, truly like free. And that was something I'd shared with one of my best friends, Sam. I was like, I don't dance anymore. And I used to dance in my kitchen and like put on music. And like, since the retreat, you guys, I, I am like, dancing to Christmas music in my kitchen. I'm like, I will dance to anything right now. <laughs> oh, I love that. I could cry. I'm like, I didn't you these little subtle shifts that you realize, oh my gosh, because that, that's who I am of like this really free spirited, free flowing. And I'm, you know, all these other, the other parts of myself too, but like, I love to infuse that that feeling into my life and that optimism and that like, it's like my shininess, right? I'm like goofy and quirky and dance. And like, my dog looks at me like I'm crazy and I love it. And I was like, where was that the past two and a half years? It's first off, thank you for sharing that because that is so beautiful. Um, And that, uh, Soul flow is a huge um, 
part of what I do on retreats, whether it's facilitating or co-facilitating because through this embodied movement, right? Like we really allow ourselves to kind of like crack wide open. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was kind of like, as we were talking, I was brought to, um, this saying that is very prominent, like in shamanism, where when someone is, let's say like ill, um, one of the first things they ask is like, when, when did you stop dancing? Yeah. And I'm like, Oh yeah. I have like full body chills as I'm saying that. And that resonates a lot for me as well. Cause it's like, yeah, I, I do facilitate soul flow, but it's like, when did I stop dancing in my home? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like turning on my music and just, yeah. In my own life, like, and by myself without having to like have anyone watching or there or present or facilitating it. It's like, why am I not just doing that when it was such a natural thing for my body to do before? Absolutely. And sitting with the plant medicine cacao too is for anybody who has or has not experienced cacao is a major heart opener. It is, it's a beautiful, beautiful medicine to sit with, especially for those who are wanting to explore plant medicine, but are wanting to kind of start in like baby steps, I would say. (laughs) (laughs) I I think I need cacao at every single one of my retreats. It's like, it's a requirement, non-negotiable. That's why I asked you who the cacao lady was. Cause I was like, yeah, this is a fucking game changer. Like you just feel it. Yeah. I will always facilitate cacao ceremony on, um, on retreat because it is so powerful. It is so potent and it's such a loving plant medicine. I mean, I believe that all of the plant medicines are very loving. Um, but to me, it's a very nurturing mothering energy uh, of plant medicine. And you just feel really held and loved and supported and who doesn't want to feel that, especially on retreat? I know. I'm like, when you are being so vulnerable and when you are being really cracked open. So yeah. I do love the flow of starting with the cacao ceremony and then moving into embodied movement, or um, you could also liken it to kind of like ecstatic dance. Um, mm-hmm. But it can be as slow and gentle or as like, Full body <laughs> movement. Like I have had soul flows where I am pouring sweat <laughs> or I've had soul flows where it's like, I I'm just gently swaying my body, moving my mm-hmm. hips, moving my head from side to side, you know? So it's, it's a really beautiful practice for wherever it is that you have. But yeah, I'm so yeah. glad that it was such a transformative experience for you. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing. And it was like, there were even a few of the participants who were there. And this is what I love about retreat is that when you get a group of beautiful women together is you all receive from one another. I don't know about you, but like Seisha said some stuff that really like, I don't think she even realized what she was saying in the the moment, but it was like, she said some stuff that I was like, oh my gosh, that's so powerful. And each, each of the women had different little nuggets that I really like took away in those moments. Yeah. 
everyone brought something different that it was like, we all receive medicine and wisdom and insight and aha moments from one another within that. It was like this beautiful webbing of like, oh, you need this spirit is just going to work through this person to give you what you need. And I think that's also one of my favorite things is just to see each person bring their own like insight and aha moments and all of that into the containers. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I look at it as like, yes, we are all medicine women, whether we recognize it or not, or whether we identify with that term or not. Um, but so it's like exchanging and sharing from our medicine bags and, you know, (laughs) (laughs) sharing that with the tribe, sharing that with, uh, your sisters on retreat. Um, yeah, there, there were so many moments that when the clients were speaking, it was like, (laughs) I would, I would just like stare in awe, right? Like, I don't even think they fully understand and grasp, like just how powerful their presence is, their alchemy that like they're speaking right now, Mm -hmm. um, through the storytelling, like storytelling is a huge, uh, piece, I feel like for so many of us and and just Mm -hmm. being able to vulnerably share and openly share our stories with one another um, is not only healing for the person that's sharing, but it's so healing to receive that as well. Yeah. Cause you see yourself in people's stories. It's like, it's validating. It's, Mm -hmm. I think we're all, we are all so connected that you just feel and experience and see people on a deeper level when you're able to witness their stories. Yeah. And this was a more intimate container, which was so beautiful and so perfect because we really did get to know each of the clients and they got to know us on Mm -hmm. a deeper, more intimate level. Um, it's so intimate that we, we had a great, I I don't know why this is popping into my head. I I already know where you're going. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) They got to see us in flight or fight mode. (laughs) (laughs) We have to tell the story. It was a great story. I feel like if you follow me on social media, you may already know the story, but it's hilarious. So um, the, this house was a four story house and there's an elevator and you can only get to the four story through the elevator. And so obviously Megan and I get there the first day we go all the way up to the top. We are, we're exploring, we, you know, go up to the top, which is the fourth story is like a, it's got like a tiny little kitchenette and then the patio outside that overlooks the mountains. And we were standing up there. I think we took a boomerang or two up there. Yep. And we came back inside and it's the last night of the retreat. And all of a sudden, um, one of the women who was a former special agent, (laughs) key detail, (laughs) is like, what what did she say? The patio door? It was like, she, we, we were standing and she looked up at the loft and she goes, that door is open. Of course she said it like that. (laughs) Yeah. It was just like very matter of fact, like, yeah, the door is open up there. I, of course, jumped to, we are getting broken in and I need to protect my chiclets. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So as Shelby and I, of course, we're the facilitators, right? Like we're the mama bears. We're going to take care of our flock. And 
<laughs> grab a weapon of choice. Shelby grabs a kitchen knife. knife. Of course, the biggest knife I can find. I am grabbing something that is dangerous and deadly. We have a man in this house. We need to secure the perimeter. No one is getting hurt besides this man. I grab my shamanic tool, which is a crystal healing wand. I really know, yeah. want to know what was going through your head at that moment. <laughs> I'm just going to heal them to death. Uh, it's great. Okay. <laughs> you love and like that. I'm using or, a knife. Or if I need to bludgeon, I will do that. <laughs> it's dangerous and healing all at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> and then Sarah grabs a, a bag of flour. <laughs> she was going to antique. Yes. the intruder <laughs> which we had some that had somehow come up in conversation her dog got antiqued wasn't that what yes. it was <laughs> yeah so it was like everything tied together on this last day did anyone actually break in no absolutely not did no. we leave the door open Yes. Yes. 100%. That is what happened. But then you have um, a special agent with secure the perimeter lock. And what, what was she saying as we went through the house? Um, <laughs> I don't even remember. It was like, it's like, like all clear, 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 clear. We went into every room and we cleared every room. Which it was really fun. Actually. I, I, I secretly have always wanted to be like an FBI agent, secret mm-hmm. agent. And so like, she gave me that little, uh, yeah dose of you know fantasy land <laughs> it was fun yeah <laughs> it was great it was a good little time. shot of adrenaline in there you know yes oh and I almost crashed everyone so there was multiple adrenaline I didn't actually do not be afraid to ride with me it was very snowy and what ended up ended up happening is that my car couldn't make it up one of the hills so I had to turn around on this hill and as we're getting back into the car because one person had to get out to direct us. And as we're getting back into the car, she slid. And as she's getting back into the car, I'm sitting there, she gets into the front seat and she's like, Oh, that truck behind you is going to, um, it's, it's not going to be able to stop. You need to go (laughs) so calmly, so calmly, just, you know, you should probably go as we're about to get like smacked by a car. So technically wasn't really my fault. It was just like, like thank you. I thought so too. I was like, you know, that Minnesota driving came in. (laughs) Yeah. I felt zero fear in that moment. I was just like observing. I'm like, okay. Yeah we should go. Oh, all will be well. Yeah. <laughs> all is well, well. I, I think that the whole time it was like everything I knew was going to be fine, but like also acted very, um, on instinct, like, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Anyways, those are not <laughs> stories that I anticipated us talking about, but hey, you great, know, they're great little peeks into the fun that we have. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many little peeks into the fun that we had. I mean, at one point too, it was almost like girls sleepover and yes. we had a movie night, which was so fun and introduced Shelby to Clueless. She had never seen. Which is insane because I think it might be like top 10 favorite movies now. I loved it. It was hilarious. Adorable. <laughs> I'm obsessed. I don't know how I've never seen it before. I know. Yeah. We, we broke in for that. <laughs> we did. You did. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. Were there any other takeaways that you experienced or anything that you experienced or like this was a moment? Mm, okay. I, I know that I did say 
being like, it was a very intimate uh, container and space. And really one of my favorite parts is really just getting to connect with the clients Mm -hmm. and uh, witness them in their power and their potency. And uh, I do want to talk about like, of course, for, for myself being a shaman, I had this experience at one of the, it was the first retreat I was ever on where it was like, this is your time to reclaim your power, your purpose as a shaman. Like, are you ready? Like, let's go, let's do this. Mm. And I feel like for one of the clients there, she was really retuning and retapping into her shamanic gifting. And, um, yeah, I, I, we, we didn't explore any of her past lives, but I was like, I don't even need to, because I can already see you've absolutely experienced, um, a past life, if not many as a shaman or a medicine woman, a healer. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was just, it was so magnificent being able to see that because of course, like I, I saw a part of my story in that too. Mm. Um, and seeing that for the other women too, even if they didn't necessarily like identify as a shaman or um, a healer, really seeing um, seeing them just in their absolute like divinity and their their soul's authentic expression. I'm like, I will never, I I will never not be in awe of that, of, of being able to truly see someone, um, especially when you are on retreat, um, because there is just something so special about being able to be open and vulnerable and knowing that you're in such a safe, sacred space of non-judgment Um, at least I've been fortunate enough to always be in those spaces as a participant and also as a facilitator, of course, like as a facilitator, that is of utmost importance is people being able to really feel safe and seen and held, um, because it is very sacred. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Amazing. I love that. Yeah. I have so much like warmth in my body right now. Oh. <laughs> this feels so good. Reconnecting to that energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. If I could, I'd be on retreat every month. You know? I know. I was thinking about that. I'm like, God, these are so incredible. I just like, can't put them into words really. And just like, for me, it's the accelerated transformation that if you choose it, right? Like, obviously we all have free will. I know there's probably people who have gone on a retreat in their lives. I don't know. I don't think anyone has come to any of ours. (laughs) 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 Um, We can obviously choose out of that experience as well, right? You can choose not to continue that energy forward, or you can choose to go right back to where you know, the energy you were in. I think that's with anything, right? We all have free will to choose where we stay, where we live, if we're, you know, not going to claim something or we are. And 
I think that's something so powerful of how rapidly you can shift overnight through a small container like that. To me, it's every time I'm like, oh my gosh, like this has changed. This has changed. This has changed. This has changed. And obviously I'm very intentional and I'm sure you are as well about like, okay, this is the energy that's coming forward. I'm going to continue to continue the momentum, right? It's like, we're using the energy and the propelling it forward with what we're doing to shift the energy going back to our day-to-day lives. But it's, that to me is the insanity of how incredible, like I, it, it blows my mind. I'm like, how much can change so quickly. And after the last retreat, the past two retreats, I've had multiple people reach out and be like, Shelby, you feel different. Your energy. I didn't even think you could expand anymore. And your energy just feels like, (laughs) (laughs) what did someone say? I I wish I got, I had the message in front of me and I was like, thank you. (laughs) Retreat life, (laughs) retreat Mm -hmm. life, like 100% along with the other work we're doing, obviously it's not just one weekend, but yeah, people feel it. Yeah. When you were talking to something that was coming through that I wanted to say was, I know for myself, like if ever I kind of like start to maybe feel like I'm losing a bit of that momentum, I go back and I look at like the pictures, mm. the video, yes. um, those cards that I have from, you know, the yes. love ceremony, like the love letter ceremony. I go back and read them. Cause I'm like, these are beautiful anchor points. And I don't ever want to forget what it is that I like saw, felt, experienced in those sacred spaces. And yeah, it's just like, if I, if I need a little like remembrance, or if I'm like feeling a little down, a little low vibrational, I just go back to that and immediately I'm transported. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, It's just like a, a quantum ship shift and leap. It's just like, Oh, okay. Yep. Here we are. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think too, is I, the pictures that the love ceremony that we did at the end of the last one was so incredible. Like to have those cards with little notes about why we love each other. But also one of the things I always do is I send people home with like an essential oil or a crystal or something that they can actually like have that's physical that like is going to hold the energy of the weekend. And Mm -hmm. To me, that's really powerful because it's like you go home with something like an oil that you can put ever on every day to amplify that energy, to remind you of that energy, to pull that energy back in so you can say, oh yeah, look at where I am now. Look at what I experienced. Look at the beautiful relationships and connections I have now. Like it's kind of anchoring you into that higher self version of you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So good. So good. There is one other thing that's coming through right now about like, kind of like one of my favorite parts of retreat and hosting retreat. You know, we were talking a bit about like immediately connecting with these incredibly high vibrational houses, right? Mm. But also we are so specific about the land in which we choose to host retreat. And I feel like both of us, right, are naturally drawn to specific lands or different parts of the world, mm-hmm. as is everyone um, for various, various reasons. Um, 
But I know for me, I felt such a potency in Breckenridge. <laughs> Dude, there it is felt like the first time I went to Sedona, like I was like, Holy what I'm like, Rec is so underrated. People don't realize the potency of the energy there. Like, yeah, even it's a huge energy vortex. One million percent. Like, I every time I feel like I need to reset, I go to Breck. Like, I'm I'm what an hour and a half from there now. Like in my like day to day life, and it's like it brings me right back. But this is the really cool thing. I actually had a conversation with someone who is not spiritual, who is not woo, who's not tapped into the energetics, someone who goes to the dog park. And they were like, yeah, I just feel like a different vibe or energy when I go up into Breckenridge. Isn't it a beautiful place? And I was like, you know, oh yeah, <laughs> like, you, know. you don't know, <laughs> you might not have the verbiage and the language that like, sure. you might not use the same language, but like, you know, you're tapped into that energy when you go there, you can feel it. It's. Oh yeah. I mean, I felt insane because this was my first time, not only in Colorado, but also going to Breckenridge. And when Shelby and I were driving in the car on the way there, it, I immediately like felt like as, as we were getting closer and closer and closer into Breckenridge, I was like, whoa, buckle up. This is amazing. (laughs) And actually that's, it's interesting because that's also how I felt the first time when I was driving into Sedona. Sedona is also a huge energy vortex. And I remember like just driving in, like you could immediately start feeling the shift in energy and just high, like how high frequency it, it is. Um, but you know, Sedona and, and Breckenridge have very different feels. Um, yeah. but it, it was very like reminiscent to me of that, like driving in. I was just like, okay, here we go. <laughs> does I'm curious, does Breckenridge feel more or like Colorado in general feel more masculine to you than Sedona? Like, what do you feel that energy different? I'm just curious for like my own intellectual purposes of what you f- feel. It does feel more masculine. Um, but also like being held like by the mask, yeah, it like feels, that's like, I, I think like it's a really vibes. beautiful balance. <laughs> like, yeah, it feels, <laughs> I wouldn't say I that. that. <laughs> I don't know. It, it feels like a beautiful balance of like masculine and mm. feminine too. Yeah. Um, and also just, it feels like very high vibrational, um, in, in the higher frequencies, but also feels very grounded at the same time too. Yes. I think that's what I love about it is that I, you know, there's all these different experiences we have of energy, but it feels to me, like I feel most in my body when I'm in Colorado. Like, I think that's why I was so called to come back here is that I felt really floaty in some of the other places I've lived. And that could have been experiences that I was having, but it, it feels different. It feels very grounded and I mean I'm an earth sign you know I love to be grounded the mountains just like "Mm, mm, mm." yeah (laughs) but there is there is an energy and a frequency here that like there's something to be said about it yeah it's very special I will for sure be wanting to go back going Uh, back I mean you will be future retreats (laughs) future retreats absolutely and like you're going to come visit me so well that of course too that's a given (laughs) yes (laughs) Uh, yeah yes Uh, 
which we definitely will be hosting future retreats together. I mean, yeah, you just got to stay tuned. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This experience totally solidified that. Not that I had any doubt that, (laughs) that it wouldn't, but yeah, it was just something for the books. Yeah, it really was. Is there anything Um, else that you want to share before? No, I think I got to share all of my, like, the goods. I feel complete. Me too. I feel complete too. Well, thank you for coming on this journey with us, you guys. I know that, um, I hope it gives a little insight if you've felt the call to go on a retreat or any sort of retreat that it kind of clarifies what that experience is like, um, what the containers are like, at least what we host. I know every facilitator is going to be very different and what their intentions are, what their, um, you know, what, what types of things are that are, that they are going to host. But I think there is something to be said about retreat. And especially, I mean, if you take anything out of this is like getting, if you really want to experience a transformation and a shift is getting out of that energy that you're currently in. To me, that is one of the most powerful things I can do of like getting into a new energy and a new frequency and like having that intention of just like breaking away from the day to day so that you can really get clear on your own energy, your own frequency, what's coming through for you. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, stay tuned to both Shelby (laughs) and myself for future retreats together or solo, you know? Yeah, absolutely. All All, All the things. Right. You guys have a beautiful day. Thank you for being here. Again, if you love this podcast, please do share with a friend, a family member, someone who you know will love it. And we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye.